Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris of Velosos on social media. You're listening to another great So Over 50 episode on Soul Organized Style Podcast. Stay listening. Soul Organized Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on Soul Organized Style Podcast for this Sew Over 50 podcast series about sewing friends. So the 50 intersects with all communities. Today's podcast features two sewing friends as we continue with this theme within the Sober 50 community. Sue of Modelled by Madge and Sheila of Sheila Sews Her Clothes are today's sewing friend guests. Let's give a warm welcome to Sue and Sheila. Hi everyone. Thanks for having me, Maria. I'm Sheila of Sheila Sews Her Clothes. I thought I'd talk a little bit about how Sue and I met. Sue and I met through the Sew of 50 community. As older sewists, both of us have found that they've been extremely helpful in getting sewists to find each other and develop sewing friendships. And in particular in Australia would be Sandy of Sunny Days. Sunny Days 06. What happened was in October 2019, Sue was featured by Silver 50 in this fabulous Wixton shift dress. And I'm a big print person. If you look at Sue's feed, you'll see that she's more solids and things. I'm a real bowerbird for print. And it was this print that I had seen at Spotlight, which is often our only option here. And I had sort of not really noticed it, but suddenly when I saw Sue's version of it, oh, I loved it. But I also had this kind of epiphany on different ways of looking at fabric and what they could achieve. And so what I did was I wrote Sue a comment in her feed. Not only did I comment on the garment, but I actually asked her a bit more about it. I think I might've asked her about any fitting problems, but I, I know I asked her if she was going to make another one. And if she did, what kind of fabric she's going to make it out of, because I find that feedback really helps. Sue is very thoughtful and she's very generous in responding. So she gave me some really helpful comments. And then that motivated me to make my own Wixton shift dress. And from then on, I really started to pay attention to Sue's post. And I really paid attention to her great eye for fashion and started resourcing more of her sewing knowledge. And yeah, so it sort of built from there. For me, what was particularly special is I've been sewing since I was 11. And I don't have a friend who sews. I mean, I have some people that do craft, but no one who sews are in clothes. And with the Instagram community, actually finding people that you can talk to about fabric and patterns and things, it's just such a buzz. Anyway, I'll let Sue go on from there with um, her part of the story. Welcome, Sue. Hi, everyone. Can you introduce yourself and give us your part of the story of how you became sewing friends? Okay. My name's Sue, modeled by Madge. I started sewing in about 2017. I returned to sewing while I was caring for my husband with cancer. I needed something to occupy my mind and my hands. So I just decided that I would make a garment, having not made a garment for over 25 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can't tell when I jumped from there to Instagram, which was about 2018, 2019. And I decided to post some things that I was making and come across Sew Over 50. Most sewers, I think, would run across each other in Instagram with different garments and things like that. You like what you see. 
but so over 50 did an extra thing, I think, by highlighting sewers so that you can find each other. It's like you see a post of someone your age dressed fabulous, just fabulous. That was a big thing for me. And, yes, Sheila posted a post on her Robbie pants that she said were her favourite. And they were my favourite too. So we had a comment and that started, and I started to pay more attention to Sheila's post from probably then because then we started to notice in commenting that we liked a lot of the same Mm. patterns and it sort of grew from there. Before we came on and did the recording, you were both talking about colours. Yes. Yeah. You've just said that you both like the same fabrics, but what's the difference that you've now realised? Oh, Sheila. <laughs> what's the difference in our taste, you mean? Or I, I yes. don't know. What do you, what do you mean, Maria? Colour. Oh, oh. Well, I'm a print tragic. <laughs> totally. <laughs> There's nothing tragic in liking prints. No. There, there isn't. And Sue's been very kind about reminding me of this but the problem is and Sue knows this I live in Hobart so in Hobart you know I grew up in Hawaii so you can wear prints in Hawaii because you never have to layer them but prints are super difficult to layer so anything I make has to have a jacket with it you know or a cardigan or something but anyway I have a a real love of prints we both love natural fibers I think Sue's probably more linen right Sue yeah and I'm a little more cotton yeah I think that's it I think you're more solid generally and I'm more print but we do wear different colors oh yeah we do wear different colors yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah so I would say I'm on the warmer tonings the I would say I'm more autumn girl okay yeah autumn girls my favorite color is orange and it has been since I was five but Yeah. Anything orangey or terracotta, anything I gravitate towards and anything greens and browns. So that's my colour range. Definitely autumn girl. I'm green eyed. This is my natural hair. And what colour is that? Brownie colour. It was <laughs> as a child. Um, I've got a growing out thing happening because I thought I'd go grey and guess what? There isn't any, mm. but that'll come along. Yeah, so I'm an autumny type girl, green eyes, brown hair, and very yellowy under complexion in my skin. So I tend to gravitate towards those warmer colours, whereas I think Sheila uh-huh. be a cooler range of colouring. Yeah, I definitely go more for the blues, and I've got more of a pinky undertone to my skin. Mm. So, so yeah, opposite yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You both love the same style of patterns. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's really great. What connected you together? Do you want to start, Sue? No, you can. <laughs> okay. Sue and I talked about this and we think it was humor. Although we are passionate about sewing and what we make, we both don't take ourselves very seriously. And we both like to take sort of have a bit of fun and take sort of the Mickey out of some of our fitting problems and the way your body changes when you get older and stuff like that. I think it definitely started with us having quite a few laughs together, didn't it, Sue? Yeah. 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 And then it was like, we started talking about patterns big time. Sue actually taught me to more look at the design line, which has been really helpful. But I think we both had very similar and continue to have very similar taste in patterns, but also just blown away by all these 
young indie designers and they're so talented. Sue or, or me, one of us will see a pattern and then, oh, have you seen that? And then what do you think of that? And we'll talk about it. Maybe one of us will get it. And the other one or both of us will get it. And the other one will wait for that person to make it. And then once they make it, we'll decide, is it, are we going to get it too? Is it going to work for us? So that part has been fantastic. And then I also think sharing resources because Australia is, even though it's a big continent, the population isn't very big. And the sewing community, especially if you don't live in like Melbourne or Sydney, you know, sewing stores, there's not very many. I mean, we both have Spotlight. And after that, it's pretty much online. We've both shared resources or a particular, you know, online fabric store. And you talk about what the quality is and and have you been happy with it or have you seen this? And I think those sort of things have been really helpful. And kind of lastly, we sort of evolved into talking about fit issues. And Sue recommended a couple of books on fit. And what's really funny about that is we have, we talked about this, we have opposite fitting problems. I was going to ask you both about fit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And even though we're completely opposite in our problems, I've got big calf issues and I've got sloping shoulder issues and, you know, things like that. Even then, we still learn from each other about how we do the alterations. So that's kind of, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll go to Sue now. (laughs) Um, Well, for me, there was one moment that I think... Sheila and I were going to be friends forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to start, I'm going to just laugh uncontrollably. Okay. Every time I think <laughs> um, Sheila loves challenges. Me, I'm a little more reserved. I don't participate in challenges. I don't find sewing after being a hairdresser for many years. I don't find working to a deadline fun. <laughs> I worked for appointments my whole life. So and Sheila loves doing sewing challenges. And there was this flat lay challenge. And I don't know if ever you saw this post, but if you haven't seen it, go and have a look on her grid. Go and look on Sheila's grid. Instead of doing a flat lay, Sheila dressed in the clothes and laid on the ground. <laughs> All you needed was the chalk outline. Her mouth was open. She <laughs> She was fully dressed with high heel shoes. The whole works on the ground sprayed like she. I never laughed so hard in all my life. And that was a huge moment for me. I thought, this woman's crazy. This <laughs> it was, and it was, yeah, very funny, very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And so that for me was a huge, a huge deal. Other thing would be, yeah, definitely the patterns. We can. We can mm. dissect a pattern for hours. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Just dissect it, decide whether we're going to buy it. One of us will, will message each other when fabric sales are on mm. and indie designers are having sales and it's like, oh, you know how you talked about you were interested in that pattern? She's having a sale so that they can buy mm. it, things like that, because that really helps. So that was, I think, our connection. That's really valuable between sewing friends to share when the sales are on. Sheila's uh-huh. <laughs> much more on the know than I am, though. <laughs> and so following on from that, how has your friendship grown into other parts of your lives? We talked about this, and I think it was when we both actually think it was definitely when we made the Mercer's top together, which is the Pattern Fantastic top. And that's when we kind of let our hair down. It's a difficult pattern to fit because that top 
the way it's designed is really, I think it's designed for people who have their skeleton is pretty much looks like a skeleton, you know, straight up and down and all that sort of thing. And as you know, when, when you age those, and we are not all born that way, but anyway, um, so Sue and I both admired the pattern. And then Sue said, Hey, you know, why don't we make it together? Which was a great idea. And we kind of started out with twalls and we sent each other, started sending each other these very unedited daggy pictures in the twalls. And then we talked back and forth. I mean, we made two twalls each and that's a lot of work and talked back and forth about, because you can't really tell from the back or you don't, it gives you ideas of how you can change the fit. You know, I was really happy with my fit when I finished it. And we um, sort of made fun of our unedited mug shots. And it just really motivated us to keep going. I don't think I could have finished that top without having a somebody like Sue to do it with. Yeah. So that's sort of when it happened. And then our husband started <laughs> saying, oh, is that Sue? Who's, you know, is that a message from Sue? <laughs> they sort of made, you know, they noticed that we developed a really lovely sewing friendship. And yeah, I think that that was our. I don't know. What do you think, Sue? I think that was when we really started taking off. I, I think the sew along definitely, yeah. definitely did it. I think that was the first time we exchanged pictures, like mm. um, sent photos to each other. They were the most unflattering pictures you have ever seen <laughs> of two older women scantily mm. dressed elsewhere <laughs> with, tops <laughs> on, with tops on from every awful angle under awful lighting, <laughs> taking lots of photos. And I, I learnt something as someone who's happy to potter at their own pace in a sewing room and not have a lot of outside stimulus. I was so blown away by how, for one, when I looked in the mirror, I saw one thing. But when you take a picture and someone else looks at it, they see something completely different and can spot a problem you didn't even see. And once they've said, well, what about that? You can't unsee it. It's there. <laughs> but it's funny that you couldn't even notice it before. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, mm, it's such mm. a, that really surprised me. And we have completely different fit issues. As Sheila said, she has prominent calves and more of a, a drooping shoulder. I have shoulders of a front row forward. And my, my husband calls me chook legs. So we have completely opposite fit issues. But it's unbelievable that someone else can look at the picture and see instantly what you need. And the picture tells a different story to the mirror when you look at it. That was mm. the other big eye-opening thing that I learned. And so for anybody who's listening, I think if you have the chance to sew with somebody or find somebody to sew with you don't have to be nearby it's such a great experience because you can't really talk to anybody else their eyes glaze over as soon as you mention sewing yes so it's not something you can share with a lot of people and I think it's really good to be able to have someone to share those things that only other sewers would be interested in does it make a difference the fact that you're both living in the same time zone? Oh, oh, good question. Yeah, good question. Yeah, good question. It would. Absolutely. Yeah, big time. Because I live with my mobile in my pocket. So 
Mm. If I'm downstairs here, mm. I live with my mobile in my pocket. So therefore, if I get a notification and it's Sheila, mm. I know that sometimes usually there's a question. And so I usually just <laughs> answer it back. If I get multiple notifications, usually my husband yells out, Sue, that will be Shields, he calls her. <laughs> Which means multiple photos are coming forth. <laughs> yeah, but if you lived in a different time zone, if you were asking a question and you were sort of in the middle of something, you might not get an answer so promptly. And I have said to Sheila, Sheila, I don't expect you to live with your mobile in your pocket like I do. So if you don't answer mm. me back, well, it's all good. Yeah. But, yeah, but it does. De- that's a good question. And, yeah, yeah, so if you're going to find a sewing friend, find one in the same time zone. Yeah. Or at yeah. least be aware of when they're supposed to be asleep when you want to ask a question. Yeah. But a lot of what Sue said is there's kind of this, it's so wonderful because sometimes we'll go back and forth several times a day at all different times of the day. But that would be very difficult to do, Maria. Like you said, if you were in a different time zone, I can get stuck with something, particularly if we both have the same pattern. And some of those fiber mood, fiber mood, you know, the instructions are tricky. So I'll be right there and I'll be like, I don't get what I'm supposed to do. And then Sue will get out hers and she'll read it through and she'll go, oh, Sheila, I think it's this. <laughs> and it's just fabulous. Yeah. What advice do you have for listeners if they're getting inspired and think, look, I need to have a sewing friend and there's no one locally, so what do I do? There's a lot of ladies that have private Instagram accounts and I totally respect that. But to any of them, if you want open a separate account, that's just maybe for sewing and mm. cut your head off in the photo. <laughs> mm. don't, don't take a headshot. Cut the headshot. But Get game to take a picture of yourself. All of mine started on Madge, my mannequin, Mm -hmm. which is why my handle is modelled by Madge because all my garments were going to be posted on Madge and that's why everything was going to be modelled by her. And then I just decided that I would take the shots, but they were all headless because I didn't want anybody to know who I was, of course. (laughs) even though really no one does, but yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't want to be seen. So I just cut the head off and gradually I still have trouble looking at the camera because I take terrible pictures. If I look at the camera, I always find it's easier just not to look, but I just say, just join one of the sewing communities on Instagram. I would say, if you're an older girl like me, Join the Sew Over 50 group. Mm. They've got like, I think it's up to 37,000 followers. Mm. Surely there's one there that you can find a sewing friend out of 37,000 possibilities. Mm. Mm. It's endless. I think just share or go to a local sewing group. But a lot of, I found by myself, the local sewing groups were more craft orientated than garment sewing orientated so Mm. there is definitely and there's plenty of quilting but not as much garment sewing which I think there's a real was a real lacking whereas the Instagram garment sewing community is a healthy thriving environment (laughs) oh yeah I agree with everything Sue said I think the other thing for me too would be when you see someone who's made something that you know you think I might have a go with that, with that, 
ask some questions. And also, if you're posting, tell people what size you made, you know, and, and if you made any changes to the pattern, because all that information is really helpful for a sewist. And I guess if you do have a private account, sometimes I get messages from people with a private account. And if you're going to give me a message and it's just saying, hi, I don't know who you are, but if you give me a message that has a question and I know this is sewing related, I'm like, no worries. I'll accept that because I, yeah, I'm interested in all things sewing related. So I think it's, um, have a go, give a try. Yeah. That's really good advice. So you've got something else you want to say, don't you? For me, it's when you take pictures and things like that and you say what size, not only saying what size you made, you can tell me, okay, this is a size four but that doesn't have any point of reference unless you know what size you should have made it from the pattern. Mm-hmm. To me, as a, being a, mine is strictly a sewing account. I never post anything else. And so as people who are really, really interested in sewing, I find that to know a reference point, if you say you don't have to plaster your measurements all over the place if you don't want to, but if you say oh, I measured at a size six, mm. I found there was plenty of ease and so I made a size four. Or even if you just say something, you know, you don't have to say your exact size even. You can just say I sized down from my yeah. measurements. So people have a point of reference with, mm. the, with the sewing thing and I think that helps people talk to you. And your fit things is also another thing. I have a lot of square shouldered sewing followers who always say to me, if I miss it out of a post, always say to me, did you make your usual shoulder adjustments? Because then they know they're going to have to make their usual shoulder adjustments. So a lot of people follow like body shapes and people that they know are about the same measurements as they are because it gives them a good starting point. Because let's face it, sometimes patterns you don't know. Like this top I've got on today, I sized down one. And this has a finished bust measurement of 140 centimetres. So this (laughs) is like, so for a newbie starting out, they wouldn't Mm. have a clue what really what size to make. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I think any bit of information you can add to your post other than some pretty pictures, which are always lovely, and we like to look at those, but some actual information I find helpful. Mm-hmm. So I find that's really insightful because on my post, I don't put the size that I am, but I will say what size I've done, but you put it into context as to how useful that information is for people who are looking at what you've made and want to try it themselves. Yeah, because a lot of the time I don't follow a lot of people. I follow the tag. Yep. Mm-hmm. If I want to know, I want to make this pattern and I know it's on my radar, I'll follow that hashtag for maybe six months and I want to see it on every shape. Mm -hmm. I want to see it on every shape and form. And so then I decide, oh, that doesn't really suit people with my shape or it's better tended to this shape. Mm -hmm. And When I look through posts and I'm constantly looking for help as in, Will I need to size up? Will I need to size down? Mm-hmm. Is there this? Is there that? And a lot of the time I can scroll a lot. And a lot of the time I can message people and I don't get a response back yeah. either. So that's another thing. It, that's one thing. So if you are wanting to post and you are new to posting and you want to meet other sewing people like yourself who are interested, 
I find just a little bit of information goes a long way <laughs> in helping. Yeah. Yeah. I just add one more thing and the adding the weight of the, Sue and I've talked about this too, adding the weight of your, just a general thing about what kind of fabric you use, because if you make something in like a lawn versus a quilting cotton, your thing's going to fit completely differently. The way it drapes, how roomy it looks. Sometimes you have to size down with a lawn, but you don't have to size down with a heavier fabric. That's really chalk and cheese when it yeah. comes down to it, foil to yeah. quilting cotton. Yeah. yeah. Two different yeah. things. I was just looking at Sue's top and I was thinking, which one are you wearing, Sue? Ellsworth. Who does that? Merchant Mills. Oh, Merchant Mills. Because I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, you see, what I'm thinking, Maria, is maybe I'd size down. But you see, Sue and I, again, we have such di- different fitting things because I have a fat neck. So <laughs> I look at that. <laughs> I do. It's like once I did that Vogue thing and I, you know, you check your size for everything. And my neck is like three sizes bigger than the rest of my body. <laughs> so I'd be asking her, Sue? How much room is there in the neck? <laughs> this, me, because I'm the opposite. I have a chunk. I know. And I got my neck from my mom. She's got the whole thing going on too. Oh, I'm getting the thing too with a fat neck, which isn't the best thing. But anyway, I would. You get what you get. Hey. Exactly. And we've talked about that. And Sue will say, oh, Sheila, you know, yeah, it fits my neck just right. So, you know, you'll probably need a bit more room. I don't, she says it in a nice way and I'll be like, oh goodness, because <laughs> I can't stand a choky neck. And you know what else? Sue has a long waist and I have a short waist. It is so bizarre, isn't it? They're the complete opposite. But yes. <laughs> you can learn so much from somebody. Who don't, I, I don't know. When yeah. we get that fit thing and here I am looking at all these issues that I could see and Sheila just went, well, what about that? And I just went, what thing and then looked and went oh and it was like had never ever noticed it never noticed it before and then it was like a bell being rung and I couldn't unsee it (laughs) I know and then I thought oh no I shouldn't have said anything (laughs) that's what friends are for (laughs) yeah well it's okay to comment as long as you can fix it you know that then it's great if you could do something about it yeah yeah Thank you, Maria. Yeah, thank you, Maria. This has been really fun. Thank you, Sheila and Sue, for coming on to So Organised Health for Sober 50. The sewing friend side of what happens in the sewing community on Sober 50 is something that it's really great that we can hear about. And I'm really honoured that, you know, Sheila and Sue, you've, you've shared your story with us today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast for Sober 50 was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Sue and Sheila, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you give us a five-star rating and review and support this podcast through our Patreon account as every podcast is free. We have so many great So Over 50 podcasts for you to catch up on and hear from great people in this amazing community. We hope these podcasts will help you stay connected and make you smile. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast website at www.soorganisedstyle.com or on our Instagram account at soorganisedstyle or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.